have just begun the second half of the year. And how time flies. I'm not sure if we should quickly review your resolutions and ask for progress report. But that's for another day. For now, welcome to Adam's Cave. This is a cave where we are candid, concise, and clear in our conversation. I'm your host, Casey Jackie Protich, and what a joy to serve you, you men of valor and women of honor. Welcome to the conversation on our SMS line, 20933. WhatsApp line is 0717-400-555. Or just go to Twitter at hashtag Adam's Cave. Or if you want YouTube pages, you can just put, drop in a comment section on HopTV Live or HopFM Live. That would be our YouTube pages where you can drop in your comment. Now, we have consistently discussed the roles of the man. You say he's a provider, he's a prophet, he's a protector, he's a priest, and presence. But the sticky one seems to be the question of provision, bringing in the bacon of putting food on the table, or sometimes could be the roof over the head of those little ones that you have. So some could be easy, some could be insurmountable. But whatever your story is, welcome to the conversation on man, money, and mammon. Man, money, and mammon. And this is the conversation today. So we are truly, truly honored to bring in an elder. He's a man, he's a husband, he's a father, a very astute business guru, a CEO of Enwealth Financial Services Limited, one of the fastest growing, most innovative and customer-centric pension administration and consulting services company. It has an asset portfolio of over 85 billion, just over 20 in 12 years. And it's my absolute joy to bring in the CEO, Elder Simon Wafubwa. Welcome on board, sir. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Kissinger. I feel, I feel serving the cave. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. It's an honor to have you. We have looked for you for a long time, and we are finally delighted to have you sitting in the cave. Yes, this is God's timing. Yeah. It's always the best. Terrible elder. Thank you. So you sit at 85 billion organizations. Yes, disclaimer though, yeah. I don't have it in the pocket. <laughs> uh, it's clients' funds. Yes. Yes. Wow. 85 billion, that means we are one of the biggest pension schemes organizations, or what does it mean? Yes, by God's grace, um, trust is a big responsibility, and we are grateful that our customers, over 80,000 retail clients, and over 200 corporate customers in three countries, Kenya, Uganda, and Mauritius, have entrusted us with their future in terms of financial uh, well-being. And that's every day we wake up, that's our desire to see that we secure for them a lifetime of financial well-being and dignity. Mm. It's a joy to see that we walk together in their journey of financial well-being mm. uh, on the platform of uh, savings, investments, and insurance. Okay. Yes. Amazing, Elder. Before we get into the business of the day. Yes. You see what's happening in our country? Yeah. Manda Mano, what, and hey, stuff. Hey, taxes. <laughs> taxes. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> what do you have to say? <laughs> uh, let me say, fear not. Okay. That's the word of God to us. Mm. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Exodus uh, 14, chapter 14, verse 13, mm. um, it so happens that uh, Moses is actually, he finds himself in a cave situation. <laughs> so behind there are chariots that are closing in quickly and furious, and ahead there is like no way out. And the people he's carrying with, they are like, yeah, you would have left us in Egypt. And then the Bible says, Moses was saying, but Moses told the people, don't be afraid, fear not. 
Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Mm -hmm. In fact, other versions say, as for you, shut up. <laughs> as for you, shut, shut up. up. Mm -hmm. When you look at the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, it says that out of the abundance of what we speak, we eat. Which means what we eat is an outcome of what we keep speaking. We hear of a story in the book of Kings where the prophet says tomorrow the price of food will have come down substantially. And this guy actually speaks some things. And he says even if the gates are opened, we are not quite sure. <laughs> that can happen. Yes. yes. And the prophet says it will still happen. But as for you, you will not partake of it. I think we have the option of responding by fear or responding by faith. The Bible say, and the just shall live by, by faith. faith. Yes. Faith is a currency we use to transact heaven. And the beauty about this currency is universal. And this currency serves no inflation. And this currency doesn't lose any value by way of forex exchange. Mm. How do I know that? His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Isaiah 45 talks about come and buy you who have no money, buy at no cost. Mm. So though we are in the world, we are not of the world. So our provision and source of sustenance is in the name of Jehovah Jireh, who made the heaven and the earth. It's true, some have lost jobs. Uh, the jobs were a resource, but the source remains the same. Our help, our provision in this season is in the name of the Lord, who made the heaven and the earth. Wow. Thank you, Elder. I, I know somebody could be saying, Elder, you can easily say that because yeah. you are sitting in 85 billion organization. Yeah. But has this been always like this or you have, had, have you felt our pain, Elder? Have you been through a real situation where... Yeah, the truth is, at whichever level, mm -hmm. it has its own unique challenges. Um, and so... If you have ever heard of this saying that the rich also cry, <laughs> uh, yeah. perhaps it's just how different they cry. <laughs> but crying is there. But it's, it looks like it's how they cry and whom they cry. Yes. Isn't it? <laughs> yes. But I, and I also think that it really matters who you cry to. Mm. That's the, powerful. Yes. Mm. It, it really matters because it determines what you get. Mm. And our, uh, and our help in Psalms 121, our help, some are crying to government. Mm. And it's okay to hold our government to account. Mm. Some are crying to the politicians, whichever. But I think as a Christian, our help is in the name of the Lord who made the heaven mm. and the earth. Mm. So it's true. There are moments I fueled with 50 bob. Uh, and, and you know when you fuel with 50 bob, you drive, you speak in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> fuel, fuel might be off. Yeah. You know, like 
And then kwa mteremko, you put neutral. Yes. <laughs> as, hey, yeah. I know you need a skill yes. <laughs> to fuel with 50 pop at the petrol station. Mm. You give to the petrol attendant and say, where can you here? As you look this way, so that <laughs> no, those guys have a way of marking your face. Yes. And say, next time you pass by and say, that to kweke ya hiyo, it may sound embarrassing. Yes. Um, such is the reality that we have to navigate. Mm. The good news is that God's word says, I know the plans I have for you. Mm. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Amen. So irrespective of whatever level you are, there's someone who is in the valley of the dry bones. Mm -hmm. Business has folded and I am speaking to you now. Clans have not paid. The county governments have never paid for the last three years. And you have auctioneers are knocking. And uh, you, you know, when you are in the valley, where else do you go except up? Mm. There's no further law you can go. And the Bible talks about and there was the breath of life in those. And behold, a mighty army arose out of those uh, valley, the dry bones. And they were on their foot. So your business will come back on their foot. And the career will, your, your, your career will come back on, their, on his foot. And someone else listening to this, your reputation has been damaged. I want to let you know the name of the Lord not only heals, our physical flesh, but also heals our reputation. I want to let you know this. This is so profound that every need that you will ever have was already provisioned for at creation. What the Bible says is that since the times, um, since the times memorial, the creation await in earnest expectation for the manifestation of the sons of men. And how do you manifest? When you show up, those resources will begin to respond to the calling of God, to, the, to, to, why, to your why of creation, to your purpose. And so you need to show up. You need to rise. You need to stop weeping. You have cried enough. You need to, to arise. And as, as the four labors, as you begin to show up, I can tell you the resources in the camps of your enemy, they will begin to hear a different sound. In your baby steps as you walk like the four labors, there is a sound of provision. There is a sound of abundance. There is a sound of favor. And those spiritual gates that were shut on you, they will be open and you begin to have access of the resources and the treasures in the hidden places. And when you are enjoying that type of grace, remember, Hallelujah. In the book of in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8, the Bible says, and when you have settled in your land, and there is productivity in the land, and there is you have built your houses and you are enjoying it. Remember the Lord your God. And this is my encouragement this season. In this season. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ooh, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much, Elder But I think that was the word of the Lord to us, and I pray that every Adam and Eve listening to us can be so encouraged. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Dr. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you something else. Uh, there's some questions that bother men, yeah. bother Adams. Like, I think I think it is in 1 Timothy chapter 
chapter 5 and 8, it says, if you, have, if you cannot provide for your own home, you are worse than an infidel and you've denied the faith. Another one says, if you, you should be able to provide for your children's children, and a man is struggling, what is the story? Yeah, I, I think we need to have different dimensions of mm. when we talk about provision. Mm. One is to, a man is to provide leadership. Yes. Where is the future? Mm. And one of the things that I found to be profound, and I did this 18 years ago, mm. was to craft what we call a family vision. Okay. A family is an institution just like a company. Mm. Most companies, for sustainability into the future and to harness commitment um, within the ecosystem of various stakeholders, they create what you call a vision, mm -hmm. a shared future that people can plug in and commit their resources into that future. Mm. So the starting point is what is your family vision? Because it's in your vision that you have your provision. Mm. Now, after defining your family vision, then you have to come up with your mission statement. What will your family be remembered for? And then finally, within what value system? What are your family set of value system? And, and I found that Joshua actually articulated that, though not in detail as per scripture, but I could pick that sense. He said, as for me and my family. He was saying, look, <laughs> you choose who you will worship, but as for me and my family. Mm -hmm. We will worship. That, that he, I think he, he cast a family vision and also value system that he wanted his family to be. Visions only gain value to the extent of the value system that you bequeath them. Mm -hmm. And also to the extent you are willing to pay the cost for those values. Yeah. Um, so when the Bible say a righteous man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, I think to me there are two dimensions. It's not only wealth. I believe it's also the moral value system. I want to believe that it's not so much what we leave for our children, it's what we leave in them that sustains what we leave for them. Okay, okay. <laughs> Oof, that's a bit encouraging. <laughs> So I think the starting point is, yeah. and, and what are these, some of these basic values? Mm. One is diligence. The Bible says the hand of the diligent is the one that rules. Mm. They have an 18-year-old daughter. Today, um, we have an agreement that, look, if you want any money, you have to earn. Because in earning, there is dignity. Um, Sometimes unknowingly, we have uh, de deprived of the dignity of earning by giving people free things. As a matter of fact, we sustain and exchange poverty through free things. Mm -hmm. There's uh, an economist who's written a book about toxic charity. He's called Robert Lupton. Hmm. And he says the first time you give someone, you'll have, you give someone money, 
uh, probably he will be grateful. He'll appreciate. Second time, he will anticipate. Third time, he will expect. Fourth time is an entitlement. <laughs> yes. It's a right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In fact, to tell me a message, mm. Uh, mm. And you see it sadly in most African communities that people who are of who are depending to those who are breadwinners, um they have a right of entitlement. Mm. There, there is a time I actually sent ten thousand to someone. It was not uh, a date I was settling. It was helping. After a week, there was no even SMS to say I've received the money. Mm. So I asked them, did you receive the money? After a week, I was told, yeah, nilipata lakini uko meka kutoa. So I asked them, so I asked them, kwa hivyo amcha toa? I think we had reached that level of entitlement. Mm. So I think the first pillar by way of value system mm. is to train within our family setup. Yes, as a man, we have to provision. But there are circumstances that might find ourselves like health, mm. not able to actually make provision. So from a value system, we need to help our families to say, let's look unto the Lord as our primary source of provision. Mm -hmm. So whether the father is there or not, that source remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. But that is not to abdicate responsibility as a man. Pillar number two is teach them diligence. Wake up early. Uh, and then make it to work. And whatever you find, do it with diligence. I think that's important. Mm. Pillar number three is work with what you have at hand. Sometimes we look at what is it that um, we, we want to benchmark with other people, mm. but I think it's just to start with what you have at hand. Mm. Uh, the widow uh, who the children were collateral for date, <laughs> and she was on CRB. And the prophet come <laughs> and he's crying on her, on the prophet. And the prophet say, what do you have at hand? And the prophet tells, go and gather as many empty vessels. And God used what she had at hand to make provision. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you could be having a skill. Just use that. Begin from there. Uh, some of you have some land that is idle. Begin from there. And some of you have a plot in Kamulu. You are waiting, you are paying rent of 100,000, 80,000 um, in an apartment. And that's a lot of money, 1.2 million. Actually, in, in three years, you can easily have your house with 3 million. Because just using the rent you have been working, you have been paying. Mm -hmm. uh, if you become intentional to be in your own, uh, in your own house. Mm -hmm. And so working with what you have at hand. And then the last point I want to make mention is that I discovered that money has ears mm. <laughs> and money has legs. That's powerful. Uh-huh. Yes. And money is a loyal servant. 
So first, money responds to your money. Why? Okay. So if you don't have any money, remember the scripture says, money answereth. Yes, all things. Yes. So what are all these things? It's you to define to it for it to answer. So it, in your ecosystem of needs, if you don't define it, it will look for someone else's needs to answer to. Mm -hmm. Let me give you practical examples. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed when you have a lot of money, you get so many calls related to money? Yes. Also, and so is arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so and so yes. is in ICU. Just so, the day of the money. Yes, yes. yes. So what happens is that, I don't know how it happens, but money is very spiritual, and I think it is discerning. <laughs> it is discerning on the needs and the seasons of the hour, and it's likely to answer to that. How do I know that? So Jesus has a need of tax obligation, like now tax issues. <laughs> yes. And there's, aware, there's awareness of a fish that has some money. Mm -hmm. Isn't it yes. to respond to the taxes? To the taxes. Mm -hmm. Oh, if we had more So features. it was to answer to that tax need uh -huh. at that hour. Ah, so if you don't define your needs, why your money should answer to, it will then answer to other people's money. Mm -hmm. Still on money, I realized that money likes. Pesa haipendi kwenda mahali kuna kerele mingi. Na pesa haipendangi makelele mingi. Napenda utulivu. Amani. <laughs> amani, amani ya Yesu. Yes. Um, so, when people don't appreciate what you don't have, mm. you find, and I find this, by the way, even in houses, especially, not that I'm biased, I see this money relation with, with, between spouses. So the husband is asking uh, the wife, do you have any cash? And the constant answer is sinner. Mm -hmm. Sinner. You get? Yes. So everything is sinner. And you see the 1,000, it could be even 10,000 in the wallet. So that 1,000 or 10,000, you say, pesa, <laughs> sinner. Yes. It will hear that and go where it's appreciated. Mm -hmm. Because remember, out of the abundance of what you speak, yes. you will eat. So when you say sinner, mm. yes. you're actually demeaning the grace of abundance. Wow. So I want to say to tell someone, Kubaliana na neema. Um, the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 to 11, Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. It's the grace of abundance. And you can read down all through. More than enough. Mm -hmm. But it starts with not just positive conversions, mm. but it's to agree with the word of God. Because the word of God, when it comes to us, is life. That word is going to shape the reality. Mm. Isn't it? He called those things that are not as so they are. Yes. So even if you don't have much, by accepting and agreeing and talking the word of God as is. In the process, you find you become what the word of God is speaking in your situation. Wow. No, thank you. Thank you so much, Elder. It's amazing to hear that. 
And I hear another one of the Adams asking, yeah. ask Elder, yeah. has he gone through a difficult time yeah. where this confession worked? Yes. The <laughs> I, 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 I studied Akshorio, and I think we were among the first cohort. Mm -hmm. At that point, we were told, oh, Akshorio science is very marketable. In fact, we were told that um, <laughs> jobs will look for you like goodness and mercy. <laughs> we are told salary, yeah. starting salary, if it's really bad, mm. 800,000. Yes. So can you and imagine? Was this? Yes. Was this like... yes. Yeah. That which was around 2,000, uh, oh, just so, so early, early 2,000. So 800,000 is about, about 1.6 million currently. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, in my mind, I, I've already bought a car. I have already, you know, those nice, fancy lifestyle. Mm. Wait, I finished college. I went through a season that was tough. No job, sleeping on cartons, walking to town. I was sleeping in Gatina. <laughs> I, we teamed up with some people who had finished campus. Uh, no job. And it was tough. Uh, walking to town. And I was also having a health issue. I left that place. I didn't like the environment. <laughs> so I moved to another location, uh, another estate. And um, sleeping on cartons, uh, sometimes no food. Um, one day, I actually, I had fasted, prayed. I had <laughs> cried. The tears had dried up. And I used to cry and say, God, is this how you repay those who serve you? <laughs> um, one day, I actually went to buy rat and rat. Mm. Yeah. And um, what happened is then that I had, I think, five shillings. And uh, the cost of rat and rat had gone up by 50 cents. <laughs> so you can't even afford to buy So I couldn't <laughs> afford. So, you know, inflation sometimes can mm. help save life. Mm. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. All things work together for, for good. good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. By the way, this is so profound. Mm. The Bible talks about, and they fear no bad news. Mm. In this kingdom, even bad news <laughs> is still good news. So rejoice. The Bible says in all things, do what? Rejoice. rejoice. In, in that season, I remember when I was walking back, disappointed, the plan has aborted. There was a weekend revival in one of the nearby churches. And um, I walked in. <laughs> just to pass time. And the preacher was speaking something profound. He says that there is hope in the land of the living. Mm. Even a live dog is better than a dead, a lion. dead lion. Yes. Yes. So there is a man here who feels like, yeah, <laughs> the, you, you, you have reached the end. You can't afford even to kill yourself. Yes, you can't even... <laughs> You can't afford even to kill you. <laughs> even killing yourself is expensive. <laughs> ah, this is interesting. The Bible says that mm. after you have suffered for a little while, mm. the God of all grace, hallelujah, Amen. will himself come and restore you, wow. strengthen you, and establish you. Amen.
Yes. And that is what's awaiting mm. for you ahead. It happened to me. Mm. It will happen to you. The God who worked out for me, he will also work out for you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. What I want to encourage you is move out of religion. Mm. Move out of religion. Build a place of intimacy with Christ. Like the story of Mary and mother. Jesus talks about Mary has gotten these things right, being at the feet of Jesus. Mm. Mother was doing shopping, was doing KFC orders, and was wondering, <laughs> dinner ordering, and was wondering why is it that Mary is not helping her to get the menu right? Mm. I'm paraphrasing. That's yes, not what the Bible says. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a context. And... Um, and, and, and um, Jesus says, Mary has chosen the right thing. Other versions say, has gotten this thing right, mm. and it will not be taken away from her. Mm. And I was wondering, what is this thing that Mary had gotten right? It was dwelling in the presence of God. Mm. And you actually get that dimension in the book of Psalms chapter 73. David was lamenting that the wicked, their children are prosperous. Mm. <laughs> when they talk, they talk with proud, well, they are mm. proud. Yes. In fact, other versions talk, they talk like with froth coming out. Mm. And David was doing benchmarking. When you are outside the presence of God, you are likely to be disillusioned with the benchmarks of the world. Mm. And towards the end, David is saying, until I enter the presence of God, mm. then I understood. Wow, that's correct. Then mm. I understood, mm. which means there is a dimension of understanding that you only get when you abide in the presence of God. Mm. You have a shift in dimension of understanding. Mm. And when you get into that dimension, your benchmarks change. Mm. Wow. Hey, Elder, that's so deep. <laughs> oh, so deep. I wish time would allow us. Could you just allow me to ask you about Mammon? Then yes. we can close. Yes. Yes. Okay. Ask. <laughs> so the Mammon is a good part of the money? Is it, a good, is it the other side of now? We've discussed about scarcity, not having money, and struggling, and coming to a place of abundance because of God. And now moving to that side, is it the same thing? Or uh, my, my, my take about Mammon is... First, let's, let's get the context right. Yeah, yeah. Money in itself is not a bad thing. Mm. In fact, I want to think that you are likely to struggle more as a Christian when you don't have money. Okay. Okay? Uh, and, and I say so because Jesus say the poor will always be among you, but he didn't say you have to be the one. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Let me give you an example. Mm. So the Bible talks about Lazarus. He died. He went to heaven. Mm. Abraham was also rich. Mm. He died. He also went, went to, to heaven. heaven. Okay. Um, and and if, if, if gold was bad, then I'm not so sure we would have identified with this. Jesus, God says in the book of Haggai that, that silver and gold is it's mine. Mm. And he says... In heaven, there are streets of gold. In fact, I normally make some joke and say, Zoyana na gold hapa. Mm. So that to kifika mbinguni, you don't get to be so careful. Sasa nikanyake wapi nitachafua gold. There are streets of gold. You get. Amen. You get. Mm. Let me help you understand where I'm coming from. Yes. 
there are two dimensions of evangelism. There is go in the world, mm. and then there is also come and see. Aha. <laughs> I like the come and see. <laughs> you are mm. in the book of Isaiah 61 for the display of the splendor mm. of the glory of God. Amen. You are a light, and you can't be hidden, so that when you are set on a high place, people can come and see. And that come and see is a testimony. The Bible says, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb mm -hmm. and the word of the, the testimony. testimony. Yes. Jesus says, after the Bible says, and after he rose, he laid a public spectacle to the work of the devil. That was come and see moment. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And they come and see. And Jesus, and, the, and, and in the story of Lazarus, and he was asking, where have you laid him? And say, come and see. Wow. Come and see. Wow. And so there is a come and see in your business. Your business was in the valley of the dry bones, but there is a shift suddenly mm. of a come and see. Hallelujah. <laughs> there is a come and see where the Lord has come. And that come and see will inspire faith of someone else. Wow. Eh, powerful. So we need to have come and see. Amen. And that come and see is when you are... Um, when you are, when you, when, when, when you, when you are endowed with resources, mm. what we are to be careful about, and that's the mammon dimension, mm -hmm. is to worship those ah. resources. Yes. To allow our identity to be defined by material things. Because when those things lose value, by way of depreciation, you will also lose mm -hmm. value. It is for us to have consist, uh, constant awareness mm -hmm. that we are a people called by the name of the Lord, Lord yes. a royal priesthood, mm -hmm. hallelujah, called out of darkness into the marvelous light to proclaim the excellencies, mm -hmm. the come and see, of him who called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. light. Wow. Hey, Elder, powerful. I wish time could allow us, but please <laughs> come next week again, Elder. Thank come you. next week for another conversation. Adam and Eve, this has been an amazing, amazing conversation. Time has not allowed us, but Elder will come in next week to continue and give you practical steps on how we can build wealth. Principles that can help us begin to understand how to make money. Remember, we need to have come and see moment where we ourselves are a testimony of what God is doing, a testimony of learning to handle gold. As Ella is saying, so that we can, when you get to heaven, begin to work on it, then we understand <laughs> that we've been handling this gold. So let's meet next week to have this next conversation. But for now, it's time to leave the cave and want to wish you a great weekend and a great Friday as we seek forward to continue your conversation. Please remember, our clients are 2093. 0717-400-555 is, um, is our, our WhatsApp line. Or just drop in a, a Twitter at hashtag AdamsCave. And be, be very, very delighted to hear from you. And especially as we have the elder come in to have this conversation. Remember, this is the only station in the world where you can look and live, or you can listen and live. And I've been your host, Kissinger Kiprotich, with Elder Simon Mofobua. He is the CEO of NWealth, an 85 billion organization. Let's meet next week on actual principles of wealth creation.